Hey folks, we're running out of time to get Mega Maker into the new and noteworthy section in iTunes. You can help out by searching for Mega Maker in iTunes and giving us a five star review. In this episode, we talk about higher than hobbits, dude. This is Mega Maker episode 14. Well, here is a weird backstory. In January, I had posted on Facebook that this podcast, Mega Maker, had just broken into the Canadian iTunes charts. Uh, in fact, we were number 74 in the arts category. Kind of a funny milestone. And the joke was that I was ranked lower than the knitting show, but higher than the show about Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. And in the comments, people were congratulating me, and uh, I think at one point I just said, uh, thanks, everyone, just happy to be higher than hobbits. And then it kind of hit me, higher than hobbits would be a great name for a stoner metal band. And I thought that was just, I don't know, I I thought that was hilarious. And so I tweeted that out uh, kind of as a joke, and the next thing I knew, some folks from the UK had reached out and said, you know... We'd be interested in making music for a band like that. And we went back and forth, and they still might make some music. We've been talking via email. But then I started to wonder, what if we made Higher Than Hobbits an open, collaborative experiment? Could we create, in effect, the world's first open-sourced band? And stoner metal is a pretty narrow niche, but what if we expanded it and ask people to interpret how they felt Higher Than Hobbits would sound and submit their own music. And then we could distribute it under the band name Higher Than Hobbits. But it's a project that any musician could contribute to. And so I thought, well, let's try it. Uh, And I got really excited. Uh, My friend Benedict, who runs StageCMS.com, said he would donate a website, and you can see that at higherthanhobbits.com. Uh, by the way, all these links are in megamaker.co slash 14. Those are the show notes. And so we got a website up, and then we got a SoundCloud account up, and we got a Facebook page up, and then we got the Twitter handle, High Hobbits. And then last episode, kind of buried at the end, I asked people to, you know, maybe submit something. And I just got the first submission. It's a bass line by Ross McKinstry, and uh, here's what it sounds like. And Ross said, this is just a loop that anybody can use. Here it is. Feel free to collaborate or use this in your own creation. And this was enough encouragement for me to think, you know what? We should do this. Let's try to move forward with this project and make the world's first open-sourced band. Now, hold on. I think I should stop right here and just get real for a second and be a little transparent. When I announce something like this, even though it might sound like I have confidence in my voice, you know, we're going to start the world's first open-source band, or last week's project where I did the Secret Makers Society, which, by the way, that did sell out the first 10 spots. 
on the outside, I'm being really confident and as self-assured as I can because I do believe in what I'm doing. I think there should be more weird stuff being made. I think as creatives, we should be less inhibited. But there's a part of me that is deeply uncomfortable, especially when I need to introduce myself at cocktail parties. So, what do you do for a living? Um, I'm a professional burrito maker, I guess. And of course, this Mega Maker experiment is an extreme example. But increasingly, I'm realizing that discomfort is the key to a creative life. The truth is anybody who makes stuff feels anxiety and self-doubt about the things that they're making. It's uncomfortable to create something and put it out into the world and let people judge it or even worse, have people ignore it. Sometimes we don't even let ourselves get to the point where people can judge or ignore our work because we let our anxiety get the better of us and we never publish anything. And when I look at my own life, I can see that it's my unwillingness to be uncomfortable that holds me back. And this is so hard because my natural state is to avoid being uncomfortable at all costs. And so I'll just resign myself to writing all these ideas in a notebook that I keep to myself and that I never act on. And again, I'm not talking just about these really weird ideas that I have, like you know, in making my own burrito and inviting my whole town to come try it. That, that's pretty far out there. But I'm pretty sure there are some people listening here that have thought, you know, I should try opening my own Etsy store. And then they immediately have the thought of, no way, I can't do that. What would people think? What if people don't like what I do? How would I explain this to people at work? Or maybe you've thought of starting something as simple as a blog and then immediately thought, oh, but if my friends heard I was blogging, They'd be like, think I was self-important or egotistical or quaint. I'm not going to do that. And so this desire to remain comfortable overrides our creative desire to make things. And I keep thinking about my kids. Um, last summer, my kids decided to do a lemonade stand. And I was trying to imagine what would go through an adult's mind if they were going to do a lemonade stand. You know, we would be so worried about what the neighbors would think. We'd be so worried about whether the lemonade would taste good. We'd be so worried about all these kind of things, perception issues. But my kids were just like excited to, you know, put some lemonade in a jug and get some cups and sit outside in the sun all day and hope that someone would come by and, and buy their lemonade. And people's reactions to that were interesting. I mean, this is how we react to kids, right? Because they're so uninhibited. It's just so cute to see them expressing themselves like this. And it's funny this the story is that they you know they were selling lemonade, you know, for 50 cents a cup or something. And then suddenly from around the corner this big truck screeched up in front of our house. It's a jacked up truck, a four by four. It's like six feet off the ground, huge tires. And these two 20 something guys get out. It looks like they're from, you know, they work in the oil fields or something. And these guys were just so hyped on my kids running this lemonade stand. They're like, oh man, I remember doing this when I was a kid. This is so awesome. 
And so there are these two enthusiastic oil workers that are just like really hyped on my kids' lemonade stand. And they each got a cup of lemonade, but they gave the kids $50 each for each cup of lemonade. So off these two customers, my kids made 100 bucks. And I obviously had to talk to them after about how that is not a normal lemonade transaction. But I just love how people responded to just this kind of like unfettered expression of, I'm going to just do this. I'm going to make a lemonade stand and I don't really care what people think. So I want to challenge you this week to do something that scares you. You have something on your list, something you'd like to do, something you'd like to make. Maybe it's releasing your first open source project. Maybe it's publishing a blog post. Maybe it's putting a price on a product you've built. Maybe it's speaking at an event for the first time. Maybe it's just being a beginner at something new. I want you to find something that scares you and do it. And part of the secret here is to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and just fucking do it. But there's another piece, and that is to not do it alone. This is one reason I'm so passionate about community. It's one reason I started the Secret Maker Society. It's one reason I've been really investing heavily in both my local community and online communities, because I think it's important that we have people on our side, that we have people encouraging us, that we have people keeping us accountable. So if there is something you're really scared to do, reach out. Find someone that can hold you accountable, that can be your cheerleader. This is the real key to moving past those feelings that would hold us back. If you end up doing something that scares you this week, something that you knew would feel uncomfortable, I want to hear about it. Email me at megamaker at nerdnorth.com or get me on Twitter. I'm the letter M, the letter I, Justin. That's M-I, Justin. And let me know about it. I'd love to share it with everybody else. Like I mentioned, all the show notes for this episode are at megamaker.co slash 14. And just a reminder, if you haven't left a review for the show yet, we're running out of time to get into new and noteworthy megamaker.co slash review. It just takes a few seconds of your time, but makes a big difference for what we're trying to accomplish here. Our theme music is by Stryker, striker-metal.com, and our podcast hosting is provided by simplecast.fm. If you want to make more stuff this year, join the challenge, megamaker.co slash challenge. And that's it for this week. I will see you on Saturday.
Oh man, I'm so hyped on this lemonade. Do you have my wallet? Yep, here it is. How much did you end up paying them anyway? Uh, 50. Wait, what? You got change, right? Uh, no. What, are, are you nuts? You can't give kids 50 bucks for a glass of lemonade? Plus, that was our gas money. How are we going to get to the beach now? Uh, I don't know. They're so cute. Oh, man, we got to go back and see if they'll give us some change. Kids, kids, we accidentally gave you guys 50 bucks. We need some of that back. Sorry, mister. We invested that money in a new business. We're Uber drivers now. Need a ride?